0: Hi, everyone. This is Peter Bogert. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Roots. This is a historic or an historic episode. We've reached the big 4-0, 40 episodes of Roots so far, and I'm glad that you've tuned in this week. I want to continue talking about prayer. Just to refresh our thinking a little bit, back in episode 38, we talked about what prayer was, and I suggested that prayer involved the following. First, prayer was basically talking to God. Second, prayer is varied. It involves praise, petition, intercession, confession, among other things. Third, prayer is a reminder that God is in control and we are not. And then I said, lastly, that prayer is hard. Now, in one respect, prayer is easy, so easy that children can be taught to pray. But then there are other ways in which prayer can be hard. I mean, do any of us feel that we've mastered how to pray? What do we do with the dozens of prayer requests that cross our path every week? And what about those times when the burdens of life simply make it hard to put together two words that seem to make sense when we pray? Well, this week I'd like to look at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. There are two places in the New Testament where a prayer like this appears. The first one is in Matthew and the other is in Luke. Uh, We commonly i identify them as the Lord's Prayer, and we notice in comparing them that there are differences. It's possible that Jesus taught this prayer on different occasions. That would seem to make sense because I'm sure he repeated his teaching. But in this particular situation, it seems to be during the Sermon on the Mount. And so let's begin reading at Matthew 6 and verse 5. Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them because your Father knows the things you need before you ask him. Therefore you should pray like this, Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offenses. Now let's talk about this prayer that we just read. In some church traditions, the Lord's Prayer is repeated in the worship services or used in private devotions. And churches from our kind of tradition have tended to shy away from doing that. I think in part because it can be repeated without thinking and we tend to stay away from anything that smacks of ritual. And while that concern is valid, I would suggest that this prayer is a great place to start. In other words, there's nothing wrong with praying the Lord's Prayer. Yet I do think that this prayer is best used as a guide for how we pray, and not simply the words we should use. Though again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. A few minutes ago, I noted that prayer is varied, that it contains praise, that it contains petition, which is making requests, that it involves intercession, which is when we pray for others, and that it involves confession. We can see that in this prayer, actually. We're directed to pray for God's honor in the expansion of God's kingdom. We're directed to acknowledge our dependence on God. We're directed to pray about our hearts being willing to forgive. And we're directed to pray for our spiritual lives being protected from the temptations of Satan. So how do we use this prayer? I think the best answer is that we use it as a check for the way that we are praying. Do our prayers sound like what Jesus instructed or do they sound more like reading a Christmas list to God? Are our prayers broad in their focus or do they focus only on our little world? One of the most helpful things we can learn from this prayer is that we don't need to be long or eloquent. I mean, it takes about 15 seconds to pray the Lord's Prayer. Now I'm certainly not suggesting that we only need to pray for 15 seconds. But I like what Martin Luther was saying when he wrote, The manner is to pray with few words, but with a very deep feeling of the matter. The fewer the words, the better the prayer. The more the words, the worse the prayer. (laughs) It is Christian to pray with few words and much feeling, but with many words and little feeling, heathenish. I kind of like that because there are times when we've all sat through really, really long prayers. And... There's nothing wrong with being to the point. The amount of time we pray does not indicate how good, how effective our prayer is. Now, what we call the Lord's Prayer is hardly the only instruction or example of prayer in the Bible. But if you struggle with prayer, here's a really good place to start. Take the different parts of the Lord's Prayer and try to think about something that fits that request. Pray for God's honor and the expansion of God's kingdom. That would involve church missions. Pray that you reflect your dependence upon God. Pray for your own heart and the things that you've failed in and also be willing to forgive people who have sinned against you. And then pray for your own spiritual life and protection from the temptations of Satan. Now let me make a recommendation and then ask a question. The recommendation is this. One of the most helpful books that I have used is a book called The Valley of Vision. It is available on Amazon and from other bookstores as well. Christian books would have it. And it contains the prayers of some Puritan writers. Now they are written in an old fashioned way, but they are incredibly rich. And I have used these prayers often when I led communion in my former church, and I've used them for my own personal praying. I would highly, highly recommend it. The Valley of Vision. Then let me just ask you a question, maybe a couple of questions. If you were to make a list of the things you're asked to pray for, how long would that list be? Do you ever feel a bit guilty because you told someone you'd pray and then you forgot? Or maybe you see how many things you could pray for and you feel a little bit of a failure because you don't pray for all of them. Next week, we're going to talk about managing a prayer list that just seems to keep growing. Thanks for joining me this week. We'll see you next week. God bless you.